Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Executive Cyber Education Podcast. This podcast will discuss, evaluate, and educate you on the topics of cybersecurity strategy, governance, risk, and compliance. I'm Dr. B, your host. Today's episode, we will discuss the popular risk formula, risk equals threat times vulnerability times consequence or impact and its limitation to actually provide accurate information for a cybersecurity investment or tactical decision. I will be leveraging, though, the risk analysis and management for critical asset protection. That's the RAMCAP. Uh, that's the RAMCAP framework, by the way, that uh, is, uh, was also used by the Department of Homeland Security. So, are we ready? So here, here's the situation. Attempting to directly assess probability for the actions of an intelligent bad actor or actors instead of modeling how they adaptively pursue their goals to compromise your organization in light of available information publicly or privately and experience can produce ambiguous mistakes and risk estimates got it so we're going to discuss that but before we start discussing how this affect uh, the risk formula and how that risk formula is not the best way to estimate this um, these values. Uh, we're going to discuss with the, the the terms so we can speak at the same level. Um, the terms that Remcap use for risk, and I'll read him and I'll quote as we go over this podcast today. So, risk is defined by Remcap is the potential of for loss or harm due to the likelihood of unwanted event and its adverse consequence. It is measured as a combination of probability and consequences of an adverse event, like a threat. So that's the definition for risk. There's a lot more, but that's sufficient for now uh, to get the gist of the conversation today. So the consequence or impact depend on organizations used differently, but boils down to the same thing. So consequences define that the outcome of an event occurrence, including immediate, short and long term, direct and indirect losses and effect. Loss may include human casualties, monetary and economic damage and environmental impact and may also include less tangible and therefore less quantifiable effects, including political ramifications, decreased morale reduction in operation effectiveness and other impacts. Remember, this is from the rank cap, the, co- the government, so you have a little bit more expanded definition of a consequence or an impact. However, captures everything the organization uh, has to deal with, the impact to it, and, and a little bit more, right? Threat. Threat is defined as any indication, circumstance, or event with the potential to cause the loss of or damage to an asset of population so in this case you know if we translate that to your organization is similar uh, impact now last but not least the vulnerability definition any weaknesses in assets or infrastructure design implementation or operation that can be exploited by an adversary now that is pretty universal but it fits all of our organizations and that will be the definitions that we're going to use today in our conversation the first fallacy, I want to bring it up to discussion here, the, regards the formula risk equal threat times vulnerability time consequence, is ranking. So when you're ranking the threats against your organization, so you can perform your judicious 
um, budgeting and allocation to see where you can get the most buck, uh, most bang for your buck. I want to put a, a, a situation here for you. Suppose that an organization, yours or otherwise, must allocate a limited budget to reduce risk um, of a bad actor attacking. The organization identifies three opportunities to reduce risk. So, number one, in Act A, reduce risk from 100 to 80. It costs 30 bucks. On B, reduce risk from 50 to 10. It costs about 40 bucks. And the third option, reducing risk from 25 to zero, that costs $20. So let me recap here. The option one, reducing risk from 80 to from 100 to 80 costs you $30. That will bring you 20 points reduction um, on your overall risk for the organization. If you invest on option two, you reduce risk from 50 to 10 for $40. That means 40 points reduction on the overall risk of the organization. And the option C, you reduce risk from 25 to zero for $20. And that is 25 points reduction on the overall risk to the organization. So if you're working through um, uh, ordering this in terms of the most reduction, your option B would be the first one, followed by option C, and then follow finally from option A in terms of uh, overall points reduction on your risk. So here's the challenge. What priority ranking of A, B, and C achieves the largest risk reduction from allocation of limited funds if resources are allocated from the top of this priority list down until they are all exhausted? So meaning you have no more money, you invest everything to reduce risk. So the solution, so let's discuss that. No priority ranking exists that answers this question, first of all, right? And I'll go into detail because the correct answer depends on a budget. For example, a budget of $45, the largest feasible risk reduction is achieved by funding B, that 40 point reduction in risk. So the best priority order puts B first. But take this, take this one in consideration. If the budget is $50 instead of, you know, 45, then funding A and C achieves the greatest risk reduction. And that will be 45 points reduction risk overall to the organization versus your original 40. So B should be ranked last. And at $60 point, the best investment is funding B and C, which gives you 65 points reduction in risk. So now A should be ranked last. Bottom line, no rank ordering of A, B, and C optimize resource allocation independent of the budget. For example, no possible rank order is optimal for budgets of both $49 and $50. The difficulty illustrated here is that resource-constrained investment in reducing risks cannot, in general, be optimized using priority rankings. Selecting a portfolio of expense risk-reducing activities 
to maximize the risk reduction achieved is not a problem that can be solved by risk prioritization based on subjective qualitative statements of risk. All right. So now let's discuss some potential fallacies of threat, vulnerability, and consequence. Let's tackle threat first. Well, threat is not necessarily well defined in this formula. So the equation risk equal threat times vulnerability times consequence or impact, whoever, whatever you like to say, assumes that threat number exists, at least in principle, that reflects the probability of an attack um, in a state interval time. However, if the attack probability in that interval depends on the assessed threat numbers, then any estimate of that threat may be self-defeating. So let me recap here for you. A threat number depends on attack probability, but if the attack probability depends on a threat number, then it's self-defeating. Defeating is a circular statement. Vulnerability. Vulnerability can be ambiguous and difficult to calculate uh, with event trees, for example. The concept of vulnerability as a conditional probability that an attack succeeds gives that, if attempted, of course, is vague on how the attack is conducted and what contingency plans an attacker use if some setbacks from your defenses are encountered. In essence, how the attacker is readjusting is not being considered during this calculation, suggesting that attack trees analysis or event tree analysis for that matter can be used to to estimate vulnerability numbers bags the question of how exactly plans, contingency plans, and adaptive response from your attack, including replanning of that intelligent attacker or bad actor, should be modeled. So they can be represented as event trees. Several researchers have commented that modeling actions as random variables are inadequate for representing the purposeful driven behavior of an intelligent actor. Now imagine, vulnerability is the most quantifiable fact that you have in your hands from the formula, right? Threat, vulnerability, and consequence. Vulnerability being the most quantifiable based on your scanners, right? You just scan or you receive an alert from Microsoft or your application vendor, and yet is ambiguous during analysis. So it's something to stop and think about when you're analyzing the risk for your organization overall, right? Next is consequence. Also, consequence can be ambiguous and subjective. In many applications, the consequence in the term, in a formula, risk times threat equals threat times vulnerability times consequence is interpreted as a single number. This number may represent the midpoint of a range or the mean of a probability in multiple possible consequences. However, in general, there's no unique correct way to represent uncertainty consequences by a single number. These numbers are inherently either subjective or ambiguous. In summary, the concept of threat, vulnerability, and consequence as numbers that ex experts can estimate and use to calculate risk as are questionable for assessing risk from intelligent bad actors. Threat estimates may be self-defeating 
if an attacker, attacker used knowledge about the organization's own threat estimates to help decide where and when to attack. Vulnerability, meaning the probability of an attack succeeds if attempted, may depend on the attacker's ability to dynamically replan and continue the attack when obstacles are encountered. The information needed to predict what an intelligent attacker will do and how likely it is to succeed must include such contingency actions and therefore is not what represent in a single vulnerability number. And finally, when consequences of an attack are uncertain, the use of consequence numbers may be inherently subjective or ambiguous. Even in principle, there may be no set of consequence numbers that different rational risk managers with different risk views may agree with. Next podcast, we will discuss and suggest a different way to assess and quantify risk using game theory for you to consider. So stay tuned. Well, this is it for now. A special thanks go out to Tony Cox Jr. for the research that inspired today's podcast. Please make sure to subscribe and leave a review in iTunes so you don't miss out any future episodes. I'm glad you stopped by today, by the way, and I appreciate you for spending your time with me here. And, and as I always say, I consider time is the most expensive currency nowadays. So see you next time. This is Dr. B, your host. I'm out.